Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast that shares authentic and unfiltered advice on how to build a dream business online. I'm your host, Shana Recker, business and mindset coach with over eight years experience as an online entrepreneur. I teach women how to turn their passion into their purpose and make a profit online. I keep everything super real here for you guys. Welcome to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Keeping It Real with Shana Recker. Um, Brittany and I met back in our network marketing days, um, which we both still are definitely uh, still do that. But um, both of us have actually transitioned into having our own online businesses outside of that. And I love Brittany because um, one, she's just like, just so super cute. She's just so smart. Um, she's helped me build my business. Her specialty is social media, which we're going to be talking about today. But so Brittany is a social media marketer, brand ambassador, and she's also an online coach. So I love that not only does she, you know, study social media and use it to her, you know, to build her business, but she also coaches and helps people to do the same with theirs, which recently Brittany has helped me do a lot of work in my online business as well. And I'm also grateful for it. Um, cause you know, social media, man, it's a, it's a big animal. <laughs> it's a big piece of the pie and it's a lot to digest. So I'm super excited to have her here with you guys. Uh, today because she's going to offer us up her best tips and advice and share her story and her journey. So welcome, Brittany. Hi, guys. Thanks, Shana. Thank you for that amazing intro. It's like so kind and still have a hard time listening to myself. And I know, right? Class, but thank you. I feel like a glass of rosé would just make this all so much more like <laughs> the way we roll. Book these at night or something. Yeah, exactly. At night with a glass of rosé. I think we're on to something. Um, I love it. So Brittany, I, you know, I know your story of car, of course. And, um, but I think it's so important to share, you know, how, cause Brittany, um, spent her, her, first part of her career in the banking world. And, um, and now she's an online social media coach. So how does that happen to somebody? So can you share that journey with us uh, and share your story and a little bit about yourself and all the good stuff? For sure. So I started in the banking world right outside of university and I felt really lucky at the time. I had a full-time job and a job with benefits and it was really well, well respected by my parents and, you know, people were bragging about me and I thought I had it made, you know, I went to school for business and got this banking job. And honestly, it wasn't that long into the job that I felt so trapped by the nine to five world. And I know that seems ridiculous on the surface, like you should be grateful for a job you have and all that sort of thing. But like ladies were stopping me in the lunchroom going like, get out while you can and like counting down the days till retirement. And I was like, oh my God, I just got here. Like what's happening? And I, you know, had my own office and I was doing really well, but there was just something about that job that I didn't love. And I had to go to the gym every single day to keep, you know, my stress under check. And I'd come home like crying some days saying to my mom, like, I just want to go work at Starbucks because they're happy there. Like I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And I ask a lot of people that would come through the bank in a day, like what they did for a living, because I was searching for something else. Like yeah. I was like, someone's going to say something that's going to make me like really excited to go look into a different career opportunity. And honestly, I thought that was going to be going back to school. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would be in this online world. And it's just crazy. Like, you know, this industry didn't really exist 
all that long ago. When I was in university, they didn't teach this stuff in school. No, no, I know. Right. And so you, so what, so you went, you took the road that I think a lot of people do, which is uh, corporate. And this is how I did it too. corporate and then network marketing, which is where I think a lot of people get their entrepreneurial like feet wet then into being your own online coach. So how did that go for you? So you started Mm -hmm. into network marketing. That was what you were introduced to at the bank, correct? Yeah. Started in network marketing. And I think that that really opened up my eyes that there was more potential for me. There was more opportunity out there. It didn't have to be that hard and scary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, I love the network marketing industry, still a part of it, still a big fan. And while I was in that network marketing setting, it kind of like kickstarts your, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, little girl inside of you that was like creating those lemonade stands and whatever. (laughs) And then you get all these ideas about other things you want to do. And it just like really broadens your horizons and visions for what's possible for yourself. So I really dove into social media as a network marketer because I wanted it to work that way. I didn't want to do the party thing anymore. I didn't want to go to one-on-one chats. I was tired of driving all over the place. So I really dove headfirst into learning social media as a network marketer. And that's when businesses started reaching out to me saying like, Hey, can we take you over a glass of wine and dinner tonight? So you can tell us like what we need to be doing online. And like, do you know anything about about websites and ads and all that sort of thing. And I was pumped. I was like, yes, we can go for a glass of wine. This is my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) And it grew from there. You know, then someone said, well, can we hire you to do our social media? And can we hire you to build our website? And things just naturally started happening from there. People were referring me and my social media company was born literally over a glass of wine. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they said they call it the accidental entrepreneur. It's like, you know, I think a lot of network marketers get their feet wet into being their own boss. And then when you start to get that taste of the bit of freedom, it's like now you're open to more ideas and thoughts and things about how you can, you know, you know, be a full entrepreneur and not that you're not a full entrepreneur as network marketing, but you, how you can, you know, do even more, you know, outside of even just that. And I know that's what happened with me. It's like, Hey, it's like, I have a bit of taste of freedom here. I have some income coming in now. What else can I do? You know? Cause it's like network marketing is meant to be that vehicle to allow us to be able to explore our passions and your passion just literally landed on your lap (laughs) over a glass of rosé. Right. And so that accidental entrepreneur has now turned into, you know, a big organization that you have that teaches people not only how to do social media, but now you're also managing companies and people's social media accounts for them. True. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and so, okay. So this sounds like, wow, this is it. Okay, good. Yay. You know, like, but what were some of the struggles and some of the things that you in going through that? Because it's as an entrepreneur, we know that it's not just, it's not always that easy. And so where did you find that you, because I know even leaving the corporate world, like there's a such a like, oh, when you leave that, it's like, am I, I'm giving up my benefits and all the things like, where were some of the struggles that you hit when you were going through that? Yeah, I didn't want to be that person that had to go back to the nine to five world with their tail between their legs kind of situation. That was what I was so scared of the entire time. And it took a long time for me to overcome that. And with that comes those things like you're saying, where people are like, how could you leave your benefits behind? How could you leave your pension plan behind? And I'm like, guys, those are the golden handcuffs. Like, 
They're what are tying you to your desk and keeping you from living your passion is this like dangling thing of, you know, here's some benefits and here's a pension plan. And, and then like fake security, really, because I know people that had that stuff and then got let go or got walked out and now they don't have any of it, you know? So it's, yeah. it's fake security or fake handcuffs kind of thing. Exactly. And it's like, you know, sometimes people that are closest to you that are the hardest on you when you make these kinds of moves. And it happened when I left the corporate world. It happened when I wanted to transition more into starting my second business on top of my network marketing company. It happened when I wanted to get my new condo and when I went to go drive my Range Rover, you know, like it's going to happen at all these different steps along the way. And I think that knowing I wasn't alone in that was extremely helpful going through those moments. So you were getting pushback from people saying you shouldn't do that. You know, you shouldn't have that. Yeah. So, so what, how did you deal with it? You just did it anyways. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I like, guess I answered my own question. <laughs> yeah, like, I like the shock value a little bit, you know, like I'm like a little feisty in that, like, you're going to tell me I can't do it. Like watch me because like, I'm going to blow your world in, you know, 2.5 seconds when I show you what I'm really made of. So, yeah. I you know, that. it's like, situations like getting a condo that people think is so far out of my reach and yeah. buying a luxury vehicle and all those things. It's like, you know what? You can do hard things and do things where people underestimate you and come out on top and do really well. Mm -hmm. And I also think there's a mindset thing though, personally for us. And I know mindset's a big thing that you focus on as well. I want to talk about that, but you know, sometimes you have to almost push yourself a little bit and, you know, get out of your comfort zone a bit in order to make the things happen in your life because you now, you, you know, you, you bought the condo, now you got to pay for the condo. So that kind of gives you that little bit of push. It's like when I quit my job and I'm sure it was the same for you when I quit my corporate job to, to start my entrepreneurial journey, it was like, it lit a fire under my ass. Like I was like, I have to make this work now. I could just shut the back door. Right. So it, there's something to that, um, for you as well. And so what do those people think of you now? <laughs> I mean, some people still underestimate me and like, you know, there's just like cute moments where my grandma is like, you don't need to be buying that kind of stuff. And I just laugh because like, she doesn't really understand what I do. And then there's other moments where it's adding fuel to my fire. And I'm like, fine. If you want to think that this, you can yeah. say those things about me or hold me back. It's yeah. It's just adding more reason for me to go prove you wrong and show you how amazing this can be and be successful. So it's all using those kind of naysayers as uh, motivation to move forward. Totally. So now today, um, can you just share exactly what you're doing now with your social media business? Because I, you know, when you say social media, it's such a big thing. Like there's all the platforms, like it's not just Instagram and Facebook, like most of us think, but you know, there's the Snapchats, the Pinterest, all the things like, yeah. so what is it that you specialize in when it comes to social media? And just give us a little overview on that. Sure. So my thing is Instagram. It's my favorite platform to be on. It's the platform where my clients are seeing the most growth right now and uh, the most return in their bottom line. It's also been my favorite one to play on. So it's always been what I loved most. Hmm. And I help people as far as teaching them how to use the platform and go and actually implement it themselves all the way to taking that work right off of people's plates and just doing it for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when you say return on the bottom line, so you mean like 
you're showing them how to uh, utilize the platform in a way that's going to get them future business. Yeah. So I see a lot of people playing around on social media and spending a lot of time on social media and unfortunately not seeing results from it. They're not getting clients coming in. They're not making money in their business. It makes it feel really hard. Mm -hmm. And I love social media. I'll always be on it no matter what. But at the end of the day, as business owners, like we are there to make some money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so what, what do you, what would you say right now is one of the biggest mistakes that people are making, uh, let's use Instagram or I mean in social media in general, but one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people are making on their social media platforms, especially business owners, if you think about it from that space. Okay. So many directions I could take this. (laughs) Um, one would be consistency. You have to show up on your profile all the time. And I know that that's a tip that everyone says, but for a long time, I felt like I was missing something. Like maybe there was like a secret that I was missing out on that I didn't know about. And honestly, just going and implementing the things that everyone's telling you to do in your social media does actually make all the difference. So it's like, hearing that like you need to go to the gym and eat healthy, but like, you're still wondering why you're like, you know, struggling to fit into your jeans. Like I am, you know, it's like, you got to actually do the things that people are saying. So consistency is number one. You have to keep showing up on your profile. People have to get to know you. The minute that you stop showing up on your profile, it's basically like putting up your closed sign for the day. You know, it's a really good way to think about it. Yeah. People don't know that you're still doing that thing when you stop posting. They assume that like, maybe you're not really working your business right now or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so the consistency thing, and then, but consistency, like showing up in a way that is like, doesn't always have to be business related. It could even be just showing you pouring your coffee in the morning for five seconds, you know, and then yeah. showing like, it doesn't always have to be you know, here's my business, here's my product, here's my service, that kind of thing, right? So let's let's be clear on that one. Yeah, I see two types of things happening online with entrepreneurs. They either only show lifestyle stuff and they never talk about their business and therefore people just don't know how they can buy from them or they fall in the opposite category where they're only talking about their business and they aren't opening up and sharing their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Really what people want to see is the behind the scenes of your life. They want to see what you're doing all day long. And as much as people make fun of those memes online that are like, we don't care that you ate a salad today and we don't care to the gym, like, people actually care. <laughs> they do care. I know. Right. And, and one of the things that I learned is that people like, cause I know there's people who are like every morning they show their coffee, but then it's like your audience comes to expect your coffee in the morning, right? Like they be, they like routine. They like the consistency of knowing when they come to your profile, they're going to see your coffee in the morning. And then when your coffee's not there, it's almost like they feel like, Oh my God, it's not there. Like it's almost like they're upset about it, you know? So even though you don't think showing your coffee is significant to your audience, if that's something you do consistently, it is significant, right? Totally. It becomes part of your brand. So then so some tips then, you know, cause one of the things that I've started to really, um, do and implement in my Instagram and here, first of all, before I get to there, I want to ask you the question stories versus posting. I know what your answer is, but let's, let's share this with the audience so that everybody's clear on really where they should be spending more of their time. 
Yeah. So if you had have asked me this a year ago, I would have said your posts are extremely important. Mm -hmm. That has changed. Your Mm -hmm. stories are more important than your posts right now. So you could pull back on the amount of posts you're doing every single week and maybe even show up two to three times a week in your posts. But I definitely want to see you in your stories every single day. Yeah. That's, I feel like that too, because I feel as a user, I mean, I will open my Instagram and maybe kind of scroll a little bit, but I usually go right into my stories and I just start like, sometimes you can get lost in there. Sometimes it's like 15 minutes has gone by and you're like, Oh my God, I've just watched like 800 stories, you know, but I'm looking at those more than I'm looking at my actual, the posts themselves. Exactly. You bring up a great point. Like people just need to look at their own behaviors online and mirror that in their businesses. You know, do you like seeing the spammy posts online that are like, Hey, buy this for me. This is 50% off. No, you don't really come back to look for that stuff. You come back to look for like, did Shana make her coffee this morning? (laughs) Walking her dog with her podcast today. And like, you know, those are all things I see in your profile and I look for them. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what she's listening to today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for your behaviors as far as you use the app. You know, we all look at stories now. Yeah. The stories are totally where they, where it's at. And so one of the things that I've been doing in my stories uh, or trying to do my stories in the last little while is keep a consistent sort of brand look with the way that I'm doing my story. So trying to use the same colors every time, the same fonts, so that people come to, can, and you're shaking your head, yes. Yeah. So I, th- I feel like I'm doing a good thing. <laughs> so can you shed some, some light on the importance of using the, the colors and the, the fonts and all the things that come with it? Yeah, so basically when people are watching through stories, your story flips into someone else's feed pretty quickly as you're watching stories. As soon as Shana's stories are over and mine might be behind her, all of a sudden you're watching Brittany and then all of a sudden you're watching the next person behind. So you need that consistent feel. So it triggers in people's minds like, Oh yeah, I'm watching Brittany stuff now. Like, wait, maybe I need to even go back and look at a couple of stories that I just missed. So that recognition as people are going through the stories is really important. And again, people are spending more time in your stories and they need to get that feel for your entire business pretty quick inside those little five second clips. Whereas before we had a little bit longer of an opportunity in posts to capture people's attention. So true. It's so true. And, and the, what I've learned recently about um, our brains is that the confusion, like if our brain, if we're seeing all different colors and fonts through a story, it's confusing. And our brain has to spend energy, actually calories to try and like organize their thoughts around what they're seeing And if they find it too confusing, it's like swipe, I'm done. And so if you can keep things with a cohesive kind of look and feel through the whole story, it's easier on the brain and on the mind to digest it. And therefore it feels good and they want to stay. Yep. And the confused mind says no every single time. A confused mind says swipe. (laughs) Get out of here. What's happening? Yeah. I find that too, though, like, I think there's got to be a balance, a healthy balance. Like, unless it's somebody that I'm following that I'm really, I, I really like what they're doing, or I'm really curious to look into their lifestyle, like celebrities or whatever. But if I find that there's too many little dots across the top and it's too many stories, I will swipe. Like I won't watch them all. Like that's, would you say that's a thing? Yeah. Or you'll tap really fast through them to just like quickly see what's happening and get to the very end. Totally. So 
a balance between like, this isn't Twitter. It's not meant to be like 5,000 tweets a day. Like there's still like, you don't want 30 little dots at the top. Yeah. Um, but you want to be showing up enough throughout your day that you keep pushing yourself to the front of the story that's, list. Yeah, that's the magic. Because every time you upload a story, your little circle goes to the front of the list of all your followers, right? Exactly. So the consistency comes back to that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's such a, it, it, some days it feels almost like a full-time job, but it's an important job, which is why if there's someone like you out there that says, Hey, if you're feeling overwhelmed in this, you know, I can help you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I have to say, Brittany, I, I'm going to give you an open testimonial here. Like when <laughs> I was launching my mastermind course or my mastermind class, Brittany was instrumental in helping me with my social media and one of the ways that she works is uh, I, every week I would get my social media sort of to-do list. And as somebody who's busy trying to create a program and put all the pieces together to get that, that list of instructions of like, hey, make sure you go live about this. Make sure you do this in your stories today. Make sure you post about this this week. Like it just, it, I didn't have to think about it. I just read what I needed to do and then I implemented. And I have to say like from a, an entrepreneurial you know, standpoint of launching something, how helpful that was in my business. So that, if that's something that you're listening to this right now and you need support in that, Brittany's team is amazing at, at pull, pulling that together for you. Yeah. Thank you. And you know what? It's like, comes back to that planning, like nothing on social media is by accident, you know, like things are pre-planned well in advance and that's going to up your game altogether, even if you can just get that accomplished. Like knowing before the day starts, like what's going to be happening on your social media makes a world of a difference. Like what you have to do that day. Yeah. And it's kind of like I could read it in the morning and go, okay, I know I need to go live at least, you know, two or three times today about this, or I need to post in my stories about that. So it's really good. Now you brought up another point that I want to just talk about here is the whole planning thing, because I know there's tons of apps and programs and things out there where you can upload your posts. And so let's talk about that. So uploading your posts, pre-scheduling them, that's okay. Obviously stories are things that we can't necessarily um, schedule yet. Can we? Yeah, so actually you can schedule your stories now. You just can't automatically post your stories. So a lot of the planning apps will automatically post for you to Instagram now. So you could plan like on a Sunday your whole week of posts and just not really have to worry about the app too much. Mm -hmm. um, now you can actually plan stories as well and just get a little notification on your phone that you need to go in and post it. So those are great for times where you're extremely busy with a launch or going away and traveling but you still want to show up in your stories, you could preload some selfies in there or some quote photos or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's okay to, it's like one of the things I remember hearing once along the lines was your, your posts don't always have to be real time. Like you can take a picture of something, but then post it next week and talk about it next week as if it just happened. Right. Was that like the biggest relief for me when I realized that is like most people you're following online, most influencers you're seeing online, like those photos are from a shoot from like 12 weeks ago, you know, and I reuse good photos too. Like, yeah. don't feel like you can't reuse a really good selfie or if you get mm -hmm. brand photos done, like reuse those over and over again. Definitely 
be doing that with your content because it makes a world of a difference. And kind of on that topic as well, I see a lot of people struggling writing posts online because mm. they feel like their caption has to match the photo. So mm. sitting there looking at a picture of themselves on the beach or with their laptop and they're like, what am I actually supposed to say right now about this? (laughs) You know, they have a picture of a book or a coffee cup and they're like, what are you supposed to say with a coffee cup? Yeah. Yeah. Like write your captions without looking at your photos, make those two separate activities because they actually don't need to match each other. And if you look at my posts now, you'll, you'll see that like, I'm not like posting about a coffee cup that's sitting in the photo. Yeah. Like you're talking about something that has to do with like inspiration. Like they always say inspiration, education, or entertainment kind of thing. And then the the photo just happens to be really cute and it matches your brand colors. Cause that's the, yeah. So that's really good to know. Cause sometimes it's like, you can look at a picture and sit there and it's like, I really want to talk about this, but the picture kind of doesn't really necessarily say that. And it's like, that doesn't matter anymore. Just post yeah. the darn picture cause it's cute and then write something else. Exactly. I love that. That does totally take a lot of pressure off too sometimes. And I will say to those who are listening, cause I'm somebody who struggles with the writing piece of it, like making sure like I'm always like, does this sound right? Is my grammar right? Is the comma in the right spot and all these things. And what I've learned is the, the posts that I find are that get the most attention or the most likes or the most whatever is the one that I'm writing while I'm on the couch, kind of half watching a show, but also just like, just like writing from the heart. You know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of saying what's on my mind and I'm not overthinking it. I always find that those ones get the most attention, you know? Yeah. And that's where like your inspired action and your intuitive guidance really plays a part in your marketing as well. You know, like I can teach you a ton of strategy, but you still need to have that element of like something's on your heart and you want to share it because that's what social media was all about. Yes. And I did love that about your coaching too. It was kind of like, here's a prompt, but you type what you feel you want to say around this prompt. Right. And it was like, just even having that little prompt was good, but then I could actually add my own flavor to it, which was, which was nice. That was really good too. Awesome. So what, what are some of your, like, um, if you're, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I've been at 900 followers forever and I'm trying to get to 10 K it's been three years. I just want the swipe up. Oh my gosh, Brittany, what do I do? <laughs> How do I get this? <laughs> yeah, so before I had the swipe up feature, I was like, stop worrying about your followers. It doesn't really matter. Like focus on your community and providing good value and the rest will fall into place for you. And I still believe that value and your community will trump everything. But there are some magical things that happen in your algorithm when you get the swipe up feature. And that for anyone listening that doesn't know, when you hit 10,000 followers on Instagram, they unlock the swipe up feature in your Instagram stories. Meaning if you had a link you wanted to leave or a link to a shirt you just bought or a product you have or your email form, you can literally say swipe up and the links attached to your story and they don't have to leave the app to go back to your bio to grab that link. So having less steps for someone is really important in the whole process. So when you get the swipe up feature, that's, that's what that means. And it unlocks that feature for you, but it also corrects your algorithm a little bit. You start to show up more in hashtags. So 
before I had the swipe up feature, I was not a fan of hashtags. I hated seeing all of these social media marketers online sharing like, if you want to grow your account, just use hashtags because I knew that wasn't true. You actually don't really grow from hashtags. If you're using hashtags, you're going to go up by five followers and back down by seven by tomorrow. It's always this like really up and down roller coaster with mm -hmm. hashtags. Hashtags also aren't really going to get you any new business. No one's searching through hashtags to buy from people. It's other business owners searching through hashtags trying to find clients. That's true. That's like, if I look at my family who is not entrepreneurs and they're just using the app normally, like they're not in there looking for it. Like they don't, they don't know to go look at a hashtag. Yeah. It's other business owners. So when that was all happening I was like, Oh my gosh, I just felt so sorry for people that they were spending so much time on hashtags. Cause that doesn't actually really grow your followers or your business. Mm -hmm. When you get above 10,000 followers, it actually does bump you through hashtags higher and you will get a lot of traction from hashtags. So, you know, when I went past the 10,000 follower mark, I actually could look back at my analytics and see like, oh my gosh, 400 likes from my hashtags, 60 new followers from it. You know, your hashtags start to make a difference and all of these things start to make sense why people were saying all along, hashtags help. But they don't help when you're feeling like, I can't get through the next level of followers. I feel like I'm stuck at a thousand. I'm not really growing much. Like that doesn't seem to help. So there are lots of different things you can do out there. There are just, just going back to simple engagement principles will really make a difference for you. So if you go out there and just start networking online, like it's like the same as an in-person business, like you need to meet new people, go and find their profile first, go and follow them first, go and comment on their photo first. When you get good at that, you'll have a 30% follow back ratio. So I know if I go follow 10 new people today, I'm going to get three to four new followers back for sure. When you get good at that, um, there are things that you can enter like loops and giveaways where you can pay for spots and in, in joint giveaways and joint loops. Are those great to bump up your numbers? Yes. Are they your ideal client? No. So I want to just caution people with doing that, that it's great to bump up your follower number, but we're all entering loops and giveaways for the same reason, yeah. right? Yeah. They're not necessarily coming to your profile because they're your ideal client or community and wanting to grow their business or yeah. use your services, right? So I just want people to understand why they're growing their followers versus feeling like they're on the hunt for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like I kind of wish Instagram would just give everybody the swipe up so we could all just calm down a little bit yeah. and just work our businesses. Like Instagram, if you're listening, <laughs> I get the whole race to get the, I, I understand the swipe up and I, I'm sure it's amazing and I'm almost there, but yeah, it is definitely something that is like, it's consuming people's brains right now. And it's like, we have better things we need to be doing Instagram. <laughs> exactly. And like, don't, don't let it take you away from the reason you're actually doing your business in the first place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. So now uh, something that you mentioned was analytics and I know that there are options and, and some of the people listening might not know this, but you can, as on an Instagram profile, you can have a business profile or a personal profile. So can you just share why it's important to have the business profile as an entrepreneur versus keeping it as a personal? 
Yeah, so there's this debate online that if you keep your account as a personal profile, Instagram's going to show you to more people. And the reason that this came about is because on Facebook, your personal posts get shown to more people as opposed to a business page. So people thought the same thing was happening on Instagram. That's not true. (laughs) So you guys can like... Be rest assured switching your profile to a business page is the best way to do it on Instagram if you're looking to build a business. You can do that inside your settings. It's a really easy switch. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to a business profile, you can unlock settings where you can actually see analytics. So you can see if people are clicking on your profile, if they're clicking on the link in your bio, if you're getting any traction from the hashtags you're using, the geo tag you're using, all those types of things you can look at. So I caution people to not spend too many ta- like too much time in there looking at their numbers because I'm so about energy, you know, like you could have a hundred followers and sell out your packages and still make an incredible income online and sell lots of things. And you could have 10,000 followers and only sell to like two or three people, you know, it's all about how you're servicing and what you believe in. So try not to pay attention to the numbers, but they are there for you. And when you start to getting into brand deals and that sort of thing, they want to see those numbers inside there. They want to see the analytics. Okay. That's interesting. So brand deals, meaning like, Uh, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, we want you to wear our something in your photos. And if you do that, we'll give you some free stuff or some money or something like that. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And those usually happen when you get to a certain place in your Instagram growth, right? Like if you're over a certain amount of followers or would you say like how to Yeah, as a general rule of thumb, when you get over that 10,000 mark, you start to get a little more attention from those types of things. That doesn't mean you have to have 10,000 followers to get brand deals and sponsorships. I know that you have a new sponsorship at this point. I've worked with some brands at a lower follower count as well. So it's not the be all end all. It's just like you do get more attention from brands, the larger you grow your account. As you grow. Yeah. I love that. And it's a perk. Like to me, it's like, yeah, if it happens, I'm, I'm happy to entertain it, especially if it's a product or something that I am actually passionate about. Um, but to me, it's like, it's a fun perk of being online and and having that sort of influence over, you know, in the social media realm. So, um, but I know some people can actually create like big businesses around just being ambassadors for different brands. Like, Totally. Like basically it's a definitely an influencer through YouTube and through all those different things. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something fun that we can do now. Um, so is Instagram like, so do you use other platforms? Like what else other than Instagram are you jamming on right now? Or are you just solely Instagram? <laughs> I am solely Instagram minus Sheena is helping me launch my podcast right now, which has been a really fun experience and I'm so excited for it. So I will have that to look forward to really soon here. Um, but other than that, I am solely on Instagram and I believe that you know, you can just master one social media platform. You don't have to spread yourself thin. Mm -hmm. I I think the biggest thing for me in the beginning was it was overwhelming. I was like, how am I supposed to be on Pinterest and Instagram and a Facebook group and all these different things where you can just master one, master the one that you love and get really good at it. And it doesn't have to be a five platform thing. 
It doesn't. And I know one of the tricks that I use because I, I find that it, it even as, you know, I, Facebook was my jam for a while and now it's more Instagram, but I do use the, the feature where I share, if I do a post on Instagram, it shares to my business page to help keep me at least alive over on the Facebook side <laughs> of things, right? It'd be mine is my Facebook group, right? So, you know, to, for yeah. my business page, um, it just keeps that some, some content going on there. Um, for those, cause I do feel like there are people who are still Facebookers, you know, like that's their main thing. And, um, I think, you know, it's, it's just, uh, trying to be a little bit relevant in both, but yeah, Instagram seems to be where, where a lot of people are hanging out these days. And I think that's the, the key for those of you guys who are listening. It's about where are your ideal clients hanging out, right? Like how old are they? What is, you know, where are they playing right now? And if it's Instagram, then guess what? You need to get your ass over there and start getting good at it. Right. Learn the lessons. Totally. And we'll see this change too, you know, like it was, it used to be Facebook that everyone was on and then it came to Instagram and I'm sure we'll see a new platform emerge in the next couple of years. But for right now, like, and I look at, I honestly, I look at my grandparents and my parents and then my younger cousins, like, where are they all hanging out? Cause I can see all the generations there and I can see where people are going to be next based on where those generations are hanging out. You know, my grandparents just joined Facebook, yeah. my dad just got Instagram. So like, like people are moving along the train. So it's interesting. And my, my teenagers, my 17 and my 15 year old are on Snapchat and it's a, it's a platform that I've tried to understand the way that they use it, but I don't. Um, it makes zero sense to me. And I'm somebody who's pretty tech savvy. Um, and I know how to use Snapchat. I just haven't figured out how as a business to make Snapchat be something like that would be beneficial for me. Um, so I know that those kids are on there right now, how that's going to morph for businesses in five years when they're all starting to be real consumers and starting to, you know, enter into the working world and all that. I don't know a hundred percent, but, um, I hope that it doesn't because I don't want to have to learn it. I know. Um, I'm like secretly like, I hope Instagram's it. It's the last yeah. one, but we know it's not going to be. Yeah. We all, well, Instagram TV, cause that's the other thing. Like there's Instagram TV and I'm somebody who I built my business off doing Facebook lives. Like I built my following and all that three years ago doing a lot of lives and there's Instagram TV, but for some reason I haven't started doing the lot, like doing the videos over there yet. And I'm not sure why, but, um, I don't know, but I have a feeling that even though I think that was been a bit of a slow growth for Instagram, I feel like it's going to change. It's going to shift. And there's creating a lot of buzz around Instagram TV right now. And I mean, Instagram gets to decide where we need to play next and same with Facebook, right? Like when Facebook released Facebook lives, like they wanted everyone on live. So they were favoring people that were doing lives. Same things happening on Instagram. They're favoring people that are showing up in Instagram TV right now. And they're making some really good changes to make your Instagram TV more visible to your followers. So, um, Definitely a place I would say is a great, you know, opportunity to go into right now because people aren't using it as much. There's not as much noise in Instagram TV. So if you do go in there, you're not competing with 500 other posts that day about your topic. Yeah. Like, like that's what happened to Facebook lives. It's like you go on now and it's like, there's 
10 to 15 lives going on within a span of, you know, scrolling through your feed. I did notice Instagram launched, it must've been this week where now you can put a preview of your Instagram TV into your Instagram post, I think it is. And then you can click on it and it says watch more and it takes you into Instagram TV. Exactly. So So it'll show up when you're scrolling. You'll see Instagram TV showing up in that scroll section now, whereas before it was just that bar that would pop up at the top of the page. That was annoying. The one thing I want to caution with this is don't forget about your Instagram aesthetic when you're posting this in the preview spot, because what happens is, is it's sitting in your nine grid, which is just when you go back to your profile and you look at the overall aesthetic of your profile, if you've got this like video in the middle of this beautiful feed you've created, mm. like you just need to be cautious of that and throw up a cover photo over top of it so that it just still looks like aesthetically pleasing when people are looking at your profile. That's a good point. And the, the whole aesthetics thing, let's just talk about that for a second. Because I know I was somebody who used to always use the gingham filter over every <laughs> yeah. photo. The great filter. Gingham filtered at 70% and I did that for like a good year. And then recently I've discovered presets. Yeah. Instagram presets where you can go, um, now this is taking it to another level for the podcast. All I can say is just Google Instagram filter presets and you'll find information on it. But now I've selected a preset that I'm using for now for this season um, where it colorizes all of my photos the same. And it's, um, it's kind of fun. And it, and it, it is, there is something to that. Like when I go to a profile and I see that it's all beautifully curated and pretty and everything looks the same, it makes me happy. (laughs) Even though I don't even know what the pictures are. I just like, Yeah. I mean, there's this whole movement about like, bring back the real Instagram and the raw and authentic. And I believe in the authenticity. And when it comes to your photos, you're going to get a leg up if you can keep it all looking consistent and aesthetically pleasing. And you do that through filters. So guys, the word preset is just a fancy term for filter. It's just another filter that Shane has purchased to put on top of her photos. And it's just a different filter than the free ones inside Instagram. So it'll just make your account look a little bit different than everybody else's out there, which is good because then people can like pick up on it quicker. Yeah. And I love it. And it's, you know, it's fun. And I love that the fact that, you know, it, it, I, I mean, I do use a filter and I do have, you know, some stock photos where it's like a photo shoot that I've done, but I do try and post, you know, authentic things, um, you know, as, as I feel they need to. Um, but one thing I did notice too, before, before we wrap, cause I mean, we could talk social media <laughs> all day, literally. Um, but I posted something, uh, when I was just after the Oscars and maybe you can explain how this works, but just after the Oscars, I posted the picture of Lady Gaga and I had, you know, my filter over it. It's the one where she's holding the Oscar. It's just such a great photo. And I did type, um, I quoted her, but then I also typed my own authentic like bits and pieces about what she had said, but all my photos on average get about 150 likes. That particular photo got five, I'm over 500 likes on that photo right now. That's amazing. And is that because that was trending in that time? Like I probably use like Lady Gaga as a hashtag or something like where, why would that have had such a spike? So you could go back and look at your analytics and see if there was a lot of likes that came from your hashtags to determine if that was an, um, had an effect on what happened. Mm -hmm. There's things like timing. So maybe you posted at a different time of day. Maybe people made some comments and you replied to those comments a lot quicker than you used to. 
or you have in the past, or maybe you showed up in the explore page because Mm. so many people in one niche, maybe so many people in London liked it at one period of time, or so many people in the network marketing world or whatever the, that little niche pocket would have been, Mm -hmm. it could have sent you to the explore page, which then means that you get a whole bunch more likes and you can look at those things inside your analytics to see why that might've happened. Oh, that's interesting. I never think till I have the business profile and I know that there's analytics in there, but it's one of those things that I'm not a numbers girl. So I'm like, I don't even know what I'm reading here right now, but I mean like, I just couldn't believe it because I posted at night and I said to Jason before I went to bed, I'm like, I've had 90 likes on this and I, it's only been up for an hour. Like, is it, I need to post more pictures of Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga's the answer, everybody. Just post yeah, it her. Just, yeah, you're just 10,000 likes, just 10,000 things. It's like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's just such a, like, this is the thing with this though, right? It's such a game. Like, how do you keep up with everything? Like you must have to do, like, do you plug into something that where you're like, you're every day you're getting like the social media report. Like here's what's changed today. <laughs> like I get like a secret envelope slipped to yeah. me. Like well, you're in the inner circle. Here you go. No, you know what? I enjoy it. Like I really love it. And I love the game. I love learning about these tricks. And then, you know, when a new algorithm update happens as much as everyone hates that and is like Instagram, just keep it the same. I'm like, Ooh, what are we dealing with today? You know, like yeah. I find it fun and I've made it a fun game so I look at it differently versus like hating new updates and hating new features and I think that all goes back to a mindset thing yeah I I'm like you I think it's I think when there's something new we have to embrace it because here's the thing like you said earlier like Instagram and Facebook like they own the game so if you want to play it you got to follow their rules and if you want to be good at it you have to like you have to know the rules and then you got to play around with them and get out there and be consistent and show up and do all the things and um you know i know i know just to wrap up there's one thing i you know definitely want to just talk about here too cuz i know there's a lot of people out there who are like you know they're afraid to post things that are like oh well i don't want to post pictures of my kids because it's my business account do i post pictures of them or not like i'm worried that so can you, what do you say to people who come to you and say, I want to grow, but like, what do I do with this kind of stuff? Like, I'm afraid. Like, do you, like, what, what would you say to them? Sure. I think everyone has boundaries in their business about what they'll post about. So mm-hmm. you'll rarely see me post about my relationship because my boyfriend specifically asked me not to. So there are definite boundaries. You know, am I sharing about my sick family member in a nursing home. No, like there are parts of my life that are not showing up in the live Instagram feed, right? So set those boundaries for yourself. I have clients that will show their kids, but never show their faces. So Mm -hmm. it's the backs of them, or it's like their feet or Mm -hmm. their hands while they're playing. So that comes down to if you're comfortable as a parent, just sharing about your kids is like one question Mm -hmm. that I always have for my clients. And you know, a lot of people ask me, is it safe? I mean, like, yes and no. Would I have you like post in the moment, which grocery store you're at and what city? Like, no, I think those things like are dangerous for anybody. I don't post when I'm in the moment and tell somewhere with someone where they could just find this like young 28 year old girl that's walking around by herself, you know, like that's like not safe. Um, but so having boundaries would be a good, place to start with something like that. But then also if it's a question of, does this belong on my profile? Um, does this belong in my business page? Yes. 
every single time. Yes. Your lifestyle, your family, your behind the scenes, your travel, your morning routine, all of it belongs on your business page. Yeah. Like, so that's that healthy mix of business and lifestyle so that people can build that no like, and trust kind of thing. Totally. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, okay, Brittany. So you have a podcast coming out. I'm so excited for you. Um, and I love the name. Can you share everybody that it's not up yet, but it's coming and we'll, we'll let you guys know when it's up and running, but what is, what's it going to be called? Yeah. My podcast is called the underestimate me podcast. I love it. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so excited. You guys, Shana did such a good job on my cover. I like stare at it all the time. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny because your cover, because remember I was like, you're, I'm like, I need a picture, some pictures of you. And then I was already in her Instagram feed looking for a photo and, I'm yeah. like, and I sent her a screenshot. I'm like, do you have this one? And she's like, oh, I don't have the raw one. I'm like, that's okay. I'll figure it out. And I'm like screenshotting and colorizing it. And it turned out beautiful. So I can't wait to share that with you guys when uh, Brittany gets it all up and running and you're going to be offering like social media advice and tips and stories and all kinds of stuff like that on this podcast. You bet. And those inspiration stories where like, you know, we are underestimated and people are lighting fires under us and all that sort of thing. And you do a lot of good mindset stuff too. I know that's been helpful for me when we worked together. It was kind of like, okay, you know, you have a choice on how you think and believe about this stuff kind of thing. And I think that's so important to, it's always a part of it because I, I believe success in anything starts in our heads. And if you go into it thinking it's going to suck or you're not going to have, you know, it's not going to work or whatever, then you've already predetermined that. So, um, so mindset's huge. So you've talked a little bit about that too. And so where else can people find you? Cause I know you have a podcast course too. So if someone's looking like I need some tips and advice on how to just get my Instagram growing and, and do it right. Where can yeah. I I have an Instagram course. You have a podcast course. <laughs> yeah. It's a match made in heaven. I know. Um, so yeah, I have an Instagram course. If this is like a do it yourself kind of thing that you want to run through, but honestly guys, I have a free course on my Instagram account. So if you just go over to Brittany CEO and, um, head into my bio, there's some freebies there for you. I do lots of free social media courses throughout the year. So you can just hang out over there and ask me your questions and I'd be more than happy to help. I love it. I love it. And we'll link up the, um, your Instagram, your website, all that stuff into the, um, into the show notes for this. So okay. those of you guys who are looking for those links, either go to at Brittany, it's Brittany. What's your Instagram? At Brittany CEO. At Brittany CEO. And, uh, and or go to shanerecker.com and go to the show notes and look for Brittany's episode. It'll be her beautiful face on the cover and, uh, and you can get all the details in there as well. So this has been so informative. So for those of who, like, thank you, first of all. You're welcome. Thank you for having Yes, absolutely. And this is like long overdue. Um, for those of you guys who are listening, you are going to want to listen to this again and go back and just like write down all these tips. And if you're loving what you're hearing in this episode today, if you've gotten some value out of this, please take a screenshot of the episode on your phone, just throw it into your Insta stories, make sure you tag Brittany and myself so we can give you some love back and thank you for the share. And, uh, and it helps us to know that what we're doing here is of value and it's, it's helping you guys. So 
We love when people share on their Insta stories, don't we, Brittany? I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for today. This has been so helpful. I appreciate you and you've been such such a help for me. And uh, if anybody's looking for Instagram help, please go find Brittany. Send her a DM. She'd be happy to chat. So thank you so much, Brittany. Next time we do this with a glass of rosé, okay? Yeah, we're booking this at nighttime next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got such great value from this episode. But before you go, I wanna ask you, have you ever wanted to start your own online business, build your own brand, help others with what you've experienced, but haven't the first clue of where you even begin? Are you tired of putting it off year after year out of fear? Because girl, I have something that can help you. I wanna invite you to head over to shanarecker.com and pick up my new free guide to starting your online hustle. In this guide, I teach you how to build your online business step-by-step. Everything you need in order to get your business started and in the online space. Check it out at shanarecker.com. Okay, guys, that's it for now. Until next time. Bye.